This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. It's the season closing question time on the sounding board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to drink wise. East 13 Melbourne, first up today on X. Great discussion on Search for Truth last week. We're the coverage of the Josh Giddy story. Is it just evolution? Be Right became Be First years ago. Has Be First now evolved to become Run the Longest? It even seems that first no longer matters as much anymore. Your thoughts? First matters to a journalist and their pride. Um, first Accuracy still matters to some. Yep. But or being right. But longevity matters most to editors. Mm. It's a fair way you summarise that, isn't it? Or is she, whoever East 13 Melbourne is. But yep. there is an evolution in that, isn't there? Yeah, no, we touched upon this last week, but it's yep. how long can this run for has become the story. Yeah, and there were developments in it. We didn't discuss it in the main body this week. Yep. We did last week, but it probably well, has... Gloria been the uh, lawyer. Yeah. Not a good sign. For Josh. Yep. yep. Daniel Simpson, Facebook. Opinion on the AFLW Grand Final venue. A lot of people got locked out. I didn't have an issue with it. The about 13,000 crowd that Icon Park, the old Princess Park, um, held. How many more would have been there? Maybe six or seven? Yeah, on about 20 yeah. would have been there. Um, it's, it's unfortunate they missed out. A packed venue is better than a, a non-packed venue. And I suppose certain matchups of grand final offerings may not have got the 13. I, I don't know how that works. But it's unfortunate. But I, I, I thought it was a really good final series. Just I thought it was a really good season. Yep. Just the finals I, were great. And the grand, the grand final stood up as a, as a massive contest in 2023. It was curious that the AFL won, owned one venue and rent the other. Why they didn't play it at the owned venue. Don't you think? Like, I know you could have... That would have been too big, wouldn't it? Well, you can... Well, they've chosen to play there all, all block, year. Am I right in saying block that? off the top. And yeah. you, can, you can create a 25,000 bowl down the, down the bottom, I'm sure. But it, it's unusual when, you're the, when you don't play it in your own venue, I think. Yep. I think... M- maybe it's not ready or there's repairs. There were concerts on it two weeks ago. Whether, okay. Yeah, whether that was the reason. Uh, Tim... Little O on email, where do you see the future of sporting club sponsorships? Are they moving away from physical assets like signage and branding and more towards digital assets as this space evolves? This will sound self-interested, the answer, but it might give you a bit of insight into some of our thinking. So I think they're growing in value significantly because of their means to connect data to a very considered and tailored, no-wastage audience. And if you look at um, what's happening with cookies in the 2024 and the, and the dismantlement of um, third-party data and some of these things, really highly engage, permission to approach audiences, such as sporting clubs, become even more valuable. OK. Ben, on X, what percentage of revenue does Kyle and Jackie O's new contract represent? Is it comparable to an AFL-slash-NBA player or due to driving audience they see it set them up as a loss leader? Well, it's, it's a good question, Ben. So in terms of the revenue in their show... Um, they wouldn't take a look at it that way because no one, not many advertisers would be just buying that show. They would be buying that show as part of a broader solution across the whole network. So if you took a lens of... Even what, with Colin Jackie O, they're such a specific program. Yeah. And I think their model has been, come to us, don't necessarily come to the, the network. Just, am I, I misrepresented that? It's like having a conversation with a six-year-old about uh, something. Um, have a look at this. <laughs> well, because it's a high-premium environment... 
I would think it's next to impossible just to buy their show in isolation. They would make you buy the network as part of it. So that's um, what you do. I'm not sure that they do that. No, that's I, why I jumped in. No, I would think you you offer everything. The you, deal, you, you throw in stuff they well, don't want. This is like talking to a four-year-old. The deals would be expensive to advertise in the show, and in order to justify the expense, which they have to do because of the cost of the program, they would bundle that with uh, broader breakfast, morning, afternoon drive solutions and digital and other things across the network. So if you looked at it being an isolation of that show only, I'm not sure it's a loss leader, but it would be making a lot of money. But if you looked at it as, a, what, put it this way, the best way to price them is what would it cost them if they left? A lot more than $20 million. There you go. Dave Collins on email, he's identified something, Hutchie, that we uh, like. Uh, I've noticed a turn of phrase that has been creeping into the Herald Sun's vernacular at a vast rate of knots. Quote, tongues wagging. Yep. It clearly has a bit of verity score power about it when raising eyebrows isn't enough. He's attached some examples. Detail in Cleary pick sets tongues wagging. That's the relationship between uh, Nathan Cleary and Mary Fowler. And Turak tongues wagging about principal's departure. That's by way of comparison. Tongues wag over Sam Newman's <laughs> new companion. One of the great pick-ups, Dave. We should have picked that up. Main show worthy, that was. It was. We missed it. And it doesn't matter whose tongues or if there are tongues. It's just like it gets get you in. Peter, on X, should the AFL bring in a flex rule for games towards the end of the season like the NFL? Yes. They've moved in a Monday night game, which they had never done before. The woeful, pitiful New England Patriots have been shunted off a Monday night game coming up. Yep. I love it. The AFL will never do it. They just haven't done it. They never will, will they? they well, should. not in the current system. Anyway. They should. They should. I agree with that. Yep. Might do one more. Nicholas Spinks on X. Is there, is there a more authoritative commentator in Australian sport than Ricky Ponting is to cricket? He's a good example to raise. Right up there. He's outstanding. He, he can preempt movements yep. in matches yep. and he's prepared to call it the way he sees it every single time and he can be as critical as anyone. And good, what he great, needs to be. Great communicator. And he's, a he's got a beautiful turn of phrase. Say what he is too. He's relatable. Have you tried his wines? Yeah, I've been given a couple and they're very they're good. good. You had a Chardonnay's function with him, didn't you, yep. recently? Yeah. I've been given a couple of reds over the journey. They're very, very good. Chardonnays are spectacular. Yep. Heap more questions, but as you can see, Hutchie's getting restless and fidgety, so we're going to go. uh, wrap it up. That was the final question time for the sounding board for Series 8, which is 2023. And if you're choosing to drink, choose to drink wise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board Questions with Hachi and Damo. Send us your questions via Twitter or Facebook at Sounding Board EP. Hit the sign up button on Facebook to receive our weekly email and subscribe to, rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts.